Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the truth sits. Ain't concerned if it's believe that. It's the corner where the truth sits. We need your two cents. Keep that. It's the corner where the truth sits. Ain't concerned if it's believe that. It's the corner where the chicks sit. We don't need your two cents. Keep that. Ba 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 bum ba bum. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? You fumbled up the rock, and so we are running. And when we cross that line, you know that we ain't coming back. We bout to sprint through the tunnel, cause you know that we already won. We the better upon our Sun Tzu. You on the wrong side, way before her, too. Take a hike, for you find out how to turf it. Get to dashing, cause you done on the war feet. Hey guys, welcome to Chief Concerns. It's our very first episode after our merger with Believe Podcast Network. We're here to capture uh, more viewers. We hope to capture more viewers. And um, yeah, and we're really excited about the partnership. Um, for those of you who don't know us, I'm Marcus Dash, and we're here with uh, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Guys, is there anything you want the Believe uh, Podcast uh, Network out there to know about you guys? Other than you guys are amazing at football. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're uh, basically here to help, you know, market us, right? Bring in sponsors and, you know, because it helps both companies, theirs and ours. So, I mean, heck, just what the name logo says, believe, believe in us. We can get it done, you know? I, I feel like we got a good group here. It's early, still early. We haven't even got a year under our belt. You know, we got a lot of things clicking uh, in the right direction. So, um, I like it. It's spontaneous. It's fun. You know, you get to, you know, shoot shit with some of your, your friends and um, hopefully in the future that you know, we'll have some uh, opponents on and get to discuss things with them, too. So, um, you know, we, we got some things up our sleeves that that can be quite interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tell you what, man, it's, it's, it's a great partnership. I'm glad we, uh, you know, we was able to make something like that happen. Uh, and, and of course, uh, like he said, you know, we just given pretty much kind of an insight and almost like a pulling back the curtain on, you know, all the things that happen in the NFL, man. And, and, and the content that we got, man, is going to be something that everybody's going to want to hear, you know, something that that's really particular because from our perspective of playing, you know, of just being behind the scenes, knowing how guys think, knowing how the, the, the every like the whole administration, all those things, how it operates is just one of those things, man, that we, we got, kind of that, that that good insight that we can kind of give to people. So it's going to be particular, man. But we, we we just love, you know, having the fans able to reach out and talk about some of these things. So believe, absolutely, man. Like he said, man, believe in, uh, believe in us, shoot. Believe in entertainment. So good deal. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great partnership. We can't wait to uh, meet some of you, uh, maybe uh, the new Believe listeners out there. Um, so it is a Kansas City Chief-based show. So, and as Jason said, they're, they're giving you guys raw insight into, you know, what a player what players think about what's going on in their organization that they used to play for. Um, and so this, with that being said, our chief concern number one this week is obviously last week, uh, it was kind of a slow week. It's been kind of slow for the Chiefs since the first initial uh, Joe Tooney signing. But last week, uh, Sunday night, um, 
Brett Veach struck down, uh, uh, brought in Jaron Reed. Uh, highly sought after defensive attack from Seattle. The guy took less money to come with us and turned down nine other teams' offers to come to Kansas City. And then also we brought in Austin Blythe, uh, center from Los Angeles Rams, who, from what I read, has uh, zero penalties and has allowed zero sacks in his six years in playing in the playoffs um, with the Rams. So that's amazing. That's both needs for us. What did you guys think of the uh, the signings this past week? I'm all for it. Like, I, I, I like both of them. You know, one, Blythe uh, being with the Rams organization and having to face uh, Aaron Donald at practice, you know, so you know he's got a – an intense workout and an uh, intense um, – what am I trying to get at? Uh, work ethic uh, because of the talent that he's on up against. And uh, to have somebody like Reed come in, uh, uh, I think it, it can boost the, the, the play of Frank Clark because I think they played together at Seattle. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's difficult when you're going into a new organization and having to, you know, kind of be yourself. Although he came in the first year – and won a Super Bowl here with us, it's still not the same. You know, it was just, he was just adding to a great team uh, of what we already had and, uh, and filled in the play and filled in uh, at that position really nice. Uh, but just having somebody to come in to, to play alongside you that you, you know, that you uh, play with this uh, beginning of your career, basically, uh, kind of helps you uh, more com- get more comfortable. And plus, he's been taking a lot of flack, too, from um, fans about the, the amount of pay that he's getting and for the uh, performance that he's, he's out, he's given. So I, I hope it does help Frank and, uh, and to get back into the rhythm that he was in when he was in Seattle. Cause Reed is a, you know, he, he's a, a dominant uh, D tackle and he's a solid guy that can, you know, hold his ground up the middle and he gets, he gets quite a few sacks coming up the middle too. So, uh, you know, that, that helps tremendously. Yeah, man, I, I had to agree with you, man. I, I was really excited and, and, and to be honest, it was almost like, uh, okay, see, like I, I, I told you so, like, hey, just just relax a little bit. You know, this, this, these things like at a free agency just kind of happens. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't see this Reed signing coming. I didn't. I didn't see it coming at all. And so all of a sudden it just pops out of the hat. So the thing is, you you got to trust in these guys that's in the organization about who, they, who, who they're, you know, seeking after, who they're going to get. And that was just a, a great signing. I mean, it's to bolster our, our pass rush significantly you know and our run defense significantly then I was, of course what that does it, it adds on I don't even think about the element of, of what you were talking about uh Frank and just having somebody that he's comfortable with you know what I mean and so like you said that's that's bringing your boy in like now hey man let's let's go have fun again you're gonna yeah, love it. it yeah yeah so that that chemistry you know just coming out there man I, I think it, it reinvigorates what he wants to do out there on the field like you said maybe it, it, that it boosting even more to come out here and just play even better. You know, just knowing for somebody that you played with before, just having that energy and that rapport with is going to be key. So, uh, man, hats off, man, to Veach for, for making that happen and Andy and all those guys uh, to, for getting that deal done. Uh, you know, the center, man, you know, it, that that's a wonderful uh, uh, insight on that too, E, about, you know, going against Aaron Donald. But you know, he's, he, look, he's going against the best in the business every single day. Yeah. Of and, and the thing is, you're going to get ready. And, and you know, like, look, if I can handle this guy, at least, you know, slow him down in practice, all these other guys is coming after him that I'm be playing against. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's going to be easy. So, uh, man, you know, it was, it was a great signing. 
uh, like I said before, I mean, sometimes that's what these things happen. Uh, and having a center come in for the amount of money that he's coming in to come play, uh, he, he's he's uh, added, I mean, you know, a benefit to the offense, especially, you know, at center. Plus, like I said, he, he's got the two two guards on the side of him. So that that has helped out tremendously uh, on the offensive line, just the offense in itself. So we just need, you know, maybe a couple more signings here and there. But what it does is just getting these guys in free agency. Now you start looking at the draft about what it is that you actually need now. You know what I'm saying? I think it, it you don't have to necessarily uh, uh, stress about, okay, who we're going to get in the draft or who we're not going to get in the draft. You know, do we have to wait for this guy? Do we have to move up to get a guy? So I think it, it takes, you know, two positions off the table that you don't necessarily have to worry about. Uh, but, man, it just great job, man, by Beach. So, uh, you know, it, it definitely made the Kansas City Chiefs better. So, definitely. Good signing. For sure. And uh, Austin Blythe, I was looking, I don't know how you guys feel about PFF rankings, but uh, Austin Blythe was a huge, um, from Austin Ryder, huge improvement as far as uh, his running ranks, uh, uh, run blocking ranks. I think he had 14 spots higher than him, uh, 14 points higher. And then pass block, he took, he was nine points below Austin Ryder, but, you know, 14 points higher in the run game. You know, we've had problems in the the, the run game. yeah. Uh, so I think that's good. And then also leading to our next concern. So apparently the big reason why Jaron Reed signed with the Chiefs was Frank Clark and Chris Jones. They both sought after and they recruited him. Um, they were, you know, being, being all over that situation and getting him to come to Kansas City for less. But maybe for one year he can, you know, rack up, you know, rack up some stats with playing next to these guys. Um, but also the rumor that comes with that is they said that Chris Jones has been trying to play more uh, outside play on the end uh, over the last few years. Um, and now with Jaron Reed coming, they said it can maybe move him out a little sometimes out sometimes more rotating him, do what Steve Spagnuolo likes to do. What are your thoughts on uh, Chris Jones playing a little bit all over the place? Now that we have a, another, uh, another force inside where we can, that allows him to play D end. I like it because that's what they do with Aaron Donald, but they do that with Aaron Donald because they have a solid front seven, you know, and, and with a player like that, Aaron's going to get double teamed no matter where he's at. And so if we were to able, if we were to just uh, line Chris up at one of the DNs, you know, team's going to audible and they're going to check off and they're going to run away from his side or straight up the middle. But now that you got somebody that can uh, solidify that, that, uh, that, that, that spot up the middle, you know, now it's easy for Chris to move around if he wants to, uh, if he's comfortable with, you know, coming off the edge. And so I like it. If if uh, if he's able to do so, um, but you know I don't want to take away from uh, from his excellence that that he brings up the middle. If uh, if you know if it's just trying to disguise something and that's not really a strong point of his, you know he just wants to try it out. Um, but if, if if it's a way of us letting loose everything Chris has to offer for us and, and he's going to make plays for us, oh I'm all for it. You know like I said, you bring Reed and Reed is able to at least do the things that he was doing in Kansas, not Kansas, but in Seattle, and, uh, and, and to get Frank more comfortable uh, with his position and, and on, on the rush edge. Uh, even with that, you know, we, we still have Taco coming back. And Taco was balling before he got hurt. So, uh, you know, you got, you know, Taco and, and Frank and to add uh, a possible Chris Jones in the mix to help switch up things. It's, it's uh, It could be a, a bad thing for quarterbacks to see coming at them. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I just look at it, just the versatility now of the defense, especially defensive line. Uh, but I'll say this. 
what that would do just for Chris in itself, like career-wise. I mean, playing on the inside, man, is tough, especially getting double-teamed all the time. I mean, you think about all those big guys just constantly hitting you and just holding you up. And, I, look, I seen get frustrated, you know, on a lot of plays last year just because he knew he was a guy that was just bringing all the noise each and every play. Oh, yeah. and I just love his play all the time, man. But, you know, after a while, just getting beat up, you know, just sandwiched between, you know, the guard and the, and, and the center, you know, maybe tackle chipping you off. And, I mean, you know, that takes a lot out of the player. And so for now, he's just like, look, <laughs> you know what? Hey, now I don't have to take them hits. Now I don't have to be double teamed all the time. Then I could just freely come out here and just whoop a dude's tail one-on-one, you know. And look, and, and, and with him one-on-one put against a guy, shit, I'm going to take him out, you know, all day, every day. Uh, so that, that's just – that's a great thing for him to be able to do that. But it also, you know, like you said, he, you know, he'll go back down when he needs to, you know, because he's still a dominant force on the inside as well. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think – uh, you, you don't want to take away from the element, I, and I'll say this, that I still think we need a, a, an edge guy. I, I still think we need another, you know, a, a pass rusher, you know, just who's more uh, specialized in that that type of, you know, football, right? But Chris gives you that element, like, you want to put him out there? He just like, oh, coach, you got me at? Here I come. <laughs> they gave me defensive this time. He can't wait for the defense to be called. He can't wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, – now nah, you get a tight end lined up over there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, you know, I know he's looking to just wear jokers out. Uh, but, yeah, man, good for him. So, that, like I said, it just creates uh, versatility, man, in your defense. So, yeah, I know he's I'm, – I'm happy for him. I'm happy, you know, he's he's got that option now. Yeah. Yeah, and you talk about edge rushers and just guys who are just strictly pass rushers. There's a lot of them out there. So, I don't know if Beach uh, right. is – is waiting to pounce on one of them when you know maybe as the as the months go on maybe you can get them at a discount a discounted rate. Uh, Clowney, who we've mentioned on the show, still out there. Justin Houston's still out there. Uh, Clowney's Al- trying to get eighteen to twenty million a year. Ain't, we ain't, yeah, we ain't trying to pay that. <laughs> get him on down the road. Yeah, <laughs> look, there, there, there's a lot of guys, man, in the draft, man, that they address. There's, there's plenty of them. Yeah, dude, if you know you you bring a guy in here who, who's just hungry, who's who's just trying to get on the team and make it. Hey, man, come on now. Sure. I, I think, at least my estimation, you know, that money could be, you know, served probably better and invested maybe in a different way as opposed to the edge rush that you can get, you know, coming in from college. And, you know, now, man, it's a, it's a passing business now. So you just yeah. got more of those guys, you know? For sure. And Alden Smith just got released. He had actually a decent year last year. And I know, you know, he's had problems in the past and stuff, but that, that could be a reasonable veteran bargain maybe. And he's still, I think he's still like, I think I read yesterday he's 28 still, which is crazy because, you know, he's been at, I feel like he's been around longer than that. Just that. Okay. So this is not a Chiefs topic, but more just an overall topic. You guys are former players. Um, Now, what were you guys' thoughts when you guys heard that the NFL be moving to a 17 game season? And I'm I'm hearing like, uh, there's a lot of players who are upset with it. And you had fans out there saying like, it's just one more week, you know, what, what do you say to the fans say it's just one more week of football, shut up and just play. What, what are your, what, what do you, cause there's a lot of those kind of takes out there. What are your guys stance on, on the 17 game season and to fans who don't know what they're talking about when they say just one more week. To the fan or to the player? So yeah, to, to the fans, cause the fans are the ones who are saying it's just one more week to shut up and play. You know, it's just one more. It's like, is it? Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to sit back and say that, um, but it, when you sit back and, and, and look at the days and the beating that you take, 
throughout those days and to add another week onto that, it it's different when you look at it. That extra week is a playoff week. You get this extra this uh, extra motivation uh, to go out uh, when you know that there's something more on the line when there's a playoff. But when there's just another game thrown in it, guys are going to complain no matter what because they feel like they put their bodies through enough uh, mentally and physically starting back in OTAs, going into training camp, going into preseason, uh, even though I think the preseason games have been uh, cut down also. Um, but still with it, uh, it, it's just a it's a long process, and everybody's always saying, "But it's something that you love." Okay, this is a brutal game. You know, you, you going in there, you, you are beating up people. You, you're colliding with guys, uh, and yes, they're trying to uh, get away—not get away, but I guess d- diminish some of the big hits to where it's not as physical. But even with that being said, football is a physical sport. There's no way around it. And so uh, even with the training, just practices without the contact, you know, you're still beating your body up. So, yeah, guys are going to complain about anything extra added uh, if that extra isn't uh, something that's already involved in what the, 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 what the, the, the status says. And this, you know, status says, you know, we get this many weeks of a preseason. We get this many weeks. In a, in a regular season. That's what we plan for. That's what we've been playing. Let's keep it that way. That's what my body knows. Um, so, yes, guys are going to complain. Some guys are going to love it because they want that extra check. It comes with an extra check, either way you look at it. Um, some guys are not going to care one way or another. To me, I would, I'd be that guy that, that, that really wouldn't care one way or another because I just enjoyed the sport, you know, if there was an extra week added, now it's 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 to say going into the season that we're gonna play 17 games. You already know that ahead of time, so there's nothing to complain about. Now, if somebody says, "Okay, you got three more games after that," it depends on what those three games are. If you're telling me that I got those three games are gonna be two playoffs games in the Super Bowl, oh, I'm all bored. I'm all all about it. But if this game is just another regular season game that you're just gonna throw in because you know. Uh, somebody missed the week and now you need to get, no, nah, I can't, but, but that's, that's never going to happen. So uh, I don't see why they would want to complain. Um, I mean, like I said, it, it is something that we know uh, that's going to happen. It's, it's a physical game. Uh, we already know that there's basically 17 weeks already, but with the bye week. Um, and on top of that, shit, it's, you get an extra check. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so there's going to be some complaints. There's going to be some people that love it. So, so let me ask you. So, I, I, I haven't, I haven't really. I, I just seen that, you know, <laughs> past, but I didn't really like, you know, delve into it, you know, fully to see exactly what what the whole situation was with the seventeen weeks. All I know was this, you know, they've been trying to do seventeen weeks ever since I played. You know, we, we, they've been trying to get more games out of us. So the NFL has learned how to monetize, you know, that extra game on the players, not just from not from the player standpoint, but also to the fans. So now. That's another game that they're able to charge full full ticket, you know, for for you know concessions and all those different things for the fans as well. Not saying the fans don't deserve it. Not saying we don't want it. And I, I, I believe, you know, even if it says seventeen week, and I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not certain. But if it's seventeen weeks, 
I don't know the extra check. It, they still may just be dividing that money up into those 17 weeks. Uh, you know what I'm saying? E? So I don't know if we get extra money, anything like that. Uh, but if I'm looking at it and it's, it, have they taken the, the, um, uh, the, the games down, the preseason games to three? Yeah. See what they've done? Okay. So if they've taken the preseason games down, so that means, yeah, so monetized on, on, on the business side of it. But also, too, you had to think about guys who's trying to make the team, right? So now that gets shortened up about what guys are able, you know, to get on the team and you're trying to do an evaluation about who should we keep, who should we cut? You know, so those guys are not going to have the opportunity, you know, to, to be able to show what they can do with the, a, a shortened preseason, uh, you know, games. So that, that's a little bit different. So that's why I look at it, man, as far as from the player standpoint, um, you know, it's the NFL that's benefiting off of it, off of it really. It's, 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 it's a business uh, transaction. It's pretty much what it is. They just learn how to monetize the players and the fans to get it. You know, hey, as, as, as fans, if you don't mind playing, you know, paying for another ticket, which, you know, sometimes preseason games, some people are just able to go to preseason games and get it for like, a, a you know, a, a less money. Cool, fine, but you know what? <laughs> That's the NFL. That's the NFL. Yeah. Part of business. It's part of business. But I don't know. Like personally, do I like it? Shoot, if, if we ain't really getting nothing out of it, like you said, just maybe a couple more bumps and bruises, maybe more opportunities to to get injured. <laughs> be different. If it was a different incentive, maybe. Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying. If they threw something on top of it, e, like an extra. Yeah. Well, look, let's throw you another. You know, whatever. You know, for this game, I don't know. So, got it. Well, I think it's just uh, the things I've heard and just what people have seen on both sides of it. You have the one side that says the NFL says they care about their players, they care about the safety, but yet they're throwing them out there for one more game. Um, right. And then everyone's just kind of laughing at the fact the NFL is using the money they lost in COVID this last year, how much money they lost <laughs> to say, okay, we're gonna, to make that money back, we're going to do one more game now, one more week now. So it's like, you know, it's kind of this tip for tat where, you know, some people, some people love, it, you know, as a fantasy owner, as a person who loves playing fantasy, I love having another game, but like also looking at the fact that it's another week of possibly guys getting injured, you know, and also another thing that people not be, it's not being said much is the fact that stats, stats are going to change, you know, for, for a single season stats, you have one more game to bolster those. That's going to ruin a lot of what we've seen the, the you know, what we've seen over the last uh, 30 years and stuff or whatever yeah. the last, uh, uh, regular season game change. That's that's that that kind of sucks, you know, because we'll see guys have ridiculous numbers that would have never happened, you know, like five years ago or ten mm -hmm. years ago. So I think that's like a story that no one's really talking about the the, the stat differences and stuff. Um, it's a good point. As a spectator, I'm all for it, man, because like heck, you yeah. know, at the beginning of the football season, there's nothing on. You know, when football starts, there is absolutely nothing but the NFL. And I think Major League Baseball starts maybe halfway through that. Well, no. The, I think their championship is at the, at yeah, the beginning of that, too, right? October. Then. Yeah, they start getting into, like, uh, the, I think, at that moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm always ready for, for football. And, uh, you know, at the end of it, at the end of football, that's when the, you're in the mix of everything because you got the biggest games of football, which is the playoffs. You got the NBA just kind of getting hot. And then you're at the beginning of, of, uh, of Major League Baseball and, all, and, and, and college stuff. So I'm all – it's – I'm all for it as a spectator. You know, we want to see extra football. But as a player, yeah, you, you think about the bumps and bruises that you're going to get, you know, if this could shorten my career or what. And so, and like you said, Mark is in the stats or whatever. So there's going to be some people to complain. There's going to be some people that love it. Uh, 
you know, me as a, a former player, I I would enjoy it. Yeah, hey. that's, that's a DB talk. They don't hit. They don't hit too. They don't hit too often. Right. I, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's more. That's more chance of him to get uh, uh, interceptions. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, the, and the big guys up front are getting yeah. beat up. Look at that us in the tub. You know, and hey, you know in a cold tub like that. My like, yeah, God, extra gamey. Do you want to intercept him from? <laughs> Yeah, and I was looking at the dates. Uh, the, the dates of the regular season go from September 9th to January 9th, which is just, I think just knowing the regular season is going to end January 9th is crazy to me, just because that's not where we're that's not what we're used to. Um, so it, it'll take some getting used to, but you know, as fans, I I love it. But for the safety aspect, obviously, you worry for those kinds of things. Um, but so now we're going to go to our final segment, which is our Chiefs Kingdom Concern segment. We have a big fan coming on here, James Kelly. Uh, he was supposed to come on last week, but you know what? He moved to this week. But no, we're, we're glad to have him on. He's a lifelong Chiefs fan. I think he's from the Maryland area, the, the DMV. Uh, big, big time Chiefs fan. Uh, so we're going to get him on here. He's going to got some questions for you guys. What's up, James? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing well. Well, you know good, man. Well, you know good. You're in the Maryland area? Pardon? You up in the, the Maryland area? Is that where you at? East Coast? Uh, yeah, I'm actually more closer to State College now. Um, I work for AccuWeather, so that's where I'm up at. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have any, you don't have anything to do with uh, uh, actually getting the weather right, huh? I know it's AccuWeather, and sometimes I look at it, man, and it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know. Oh I, yeah. Really, <laughs> oh okay. yeah. Yeah, no, that's not my thing. I'm more so on the behind-the-scenes aspect of things, just to make okay. sure the network's still going. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So you didn't have any interest in being a storm chaser, huh? Nah, nah. I mean, it's cool <laughs> and everything, but nah, that's not for me. <laughs> so, uh, funny story. So James and I used to work with each other at a Maryland station when I used to report. He, him and I actually worked with each other. One day, we were both working Sundays, and I believe he was wearing a Chiefs shirt came in. I was watching the uh, Chiefs game, and he was like, you're a Chiefs fan? I'm like, yeah. And keep in mind, being Chiefs fans in Maryland, it's not really – that's not common. You don't see many Chiefs Ooh. fans in that area. So, Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those connections. And then uh, James saw that we were doing the show, and, you know, he was he thought it was awesome, and he really wanted to come on and talk to you guys. So, James, the floor is yours, my man. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, definitely. So uh, a big question that I have for you guys, especially because of when you all played, um, that's really when I started getting into really being a Chiefs fan was the early 2000s, especially with Trent, Priest, and all of them. What was, so you were on the same age as Marcus then? Uh, about. Marcus, I forget. How old are you, man? Uh, tw 27. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be 28 in September. So, yeah, okay, we're about okay, the same yeah. age. So Oh, no, I was saying continue. Okay. Uh, my question for you guys is what was probably the biggest factor that held you guys back in terms of those early to mid 2000s teams? So I've been up front, I think on every episode, just said it bluntly that our defense wasn't able to complement our offense. Uh -huh. uh, what anybody, you know, could, could basically tell you with that. So, uh, you know, we just didn't put the pieces together that we needed, with whether it was uh, the coordinator staff, you know, bringing in the right players for to fit with certain players. It just we never got it right defensively. Um, but our, our offense was was one of a kind to watch, man. Was a, uh, I know they had a 
Coach Ramil produced one of those in St. Louis, the greatest thing on turf. He did the same thing at Arrowhead, man. So those Ooh. guys are fun to watch. Yeah, I, 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 I had to agree with you, man. You know, I, I never want to be critical of our guys, man. I, I never do, you know, because, you know, we, we was always out there supporting one another. And part of our job is to score points. So regardless of what whatever the defense did and, you know, we was always holding each other up. Um, but I, I think sometimes, you, you know, I'll even say this. We just it, it, the times that when we should have won, we just didn't like at one playoff game. It was no punts. You know what I mean? We we could almost put it on us where Priest fumbled and, you know, they get the ball and it was almost the one had the ball at the end of the game was going to win. So I I don't think you ever see something like that ever again. But man, there's no way, J.D., you can say it's like an offensive thing because that's the same thing. What is because that's like there's no way Indy's defense can sit back and say, okay, we, you know, we played well. They know they didn't play well, even with Priest's fumble or or. you know, for the yeah. amount of points that, that, we, that their offense outscored our, our offense, you know, it wasn't a matter of what the defenses did. You know, right. that day, that particular day, it was about, you know, neither one of those defenses uh, created a stop. <laughs> and so uh, I think we ended up having a field goal. And, you know, that they ended up, they were getting touchdowns. And we, you know, we, we weren't matching numbers with them throughout the rest of the game. So, that was just bad. That was, you know, bad defense on both sides. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a little soft, man. I, on, on, on it, you know. Hey, it's, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> you want to say? <laughs> just right. you ain't got to you ain't got to point people out personally. All right, but so, like I so, said, man, it's like so. I, basically, I, I have to admit it. We didn't we didn't play well. Right. So so okay, and and I'll say that was a, a lot of it. Yeah, you know, because it's three factions of the of the game. And sometimes things really just don't work that way. So. When I say onus, I want to put onus on the things maybe that we didn't do well that we should have because, you know, regardless of it, you know, we always looking to score more points than, you know, the other team, period. And so, you know, if, if, if times, I'm not saying, because y'all didn't play bad all the time. You, you know what I mean? Y'all didn't play bad all the time. And so we can't just put everything on you all. And there were times that we should have scored more points. Maybe we got held to like 21 points or something like that. We should have been looking to get 28 to 35 points every every single every single game, right? So if you got one of the, you know, and I looked at it, so we showed the offensive line that you got three Hall of Famers on, okay, no doubt. Four really counting Tony, to T. Rich probably could have been on Hall of Fame. And we got Priest back here, we got Larry back here. Trent was playing at a high level. Mm. And, you know, we we just, you know, we at the time that. You know, we was playing, man. It was just a lot of competition, man. But we should have got it done. We, we should have easily had a Super Bowl with the team that we had. Yeah. No Agreed. doubt about it. We should at least have one. But, you yeah. know what I'm And that, that's just, you know, I, I know we just missed that chance, man. We missed that opportunity that year we was 13-3. We should have <laughs> easily had it. Because we, we was easy. We were, yeah, man. We was whooping people's tail, man, and taking names. Seriously. Oh, we, yeah. And even Because then we, we missed, like, uh, I think we was, like, 10-6. and six. Uh you know, one year, but we, man, we, uh, no, we could have easily had one, you know, seriously. So, mm-hmm. well. so where are you from then, James? So I have a story to tell on that one. I am originally born and raised in California, uh, Riverside County. Uh, my parents are from Mercer County, Pennsylvania. So deep in Steelers country, sadly. Mm. Um, 
I moved back out this way when I was 11 because my dad had a job transfer to Maryland and then worked my way through high school and college and such. Um, as Marcus had said, we worked together at a new station in Maryland and then going on my second year now, I uh, got a job up here at AccuWeather up by State College. So that's that's how I've been up here. And yeah, so I could have been really, how, oh, how in the heck did both of y'all become like a Chiefs fan? So I have a very simple answer for that is when I was a young kid, I would go solely based off of my favorite color, which is red. And so that's how I became a Chiefs fan and a Cincinnati Reds fan. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for, okay. for, for me, it was pretty simple. My older brother was a big-time Chiefs fan. He grew up loving the Chiefs. Um, uh, what's it? Steve DeBerg was his guy uh, growing up. Uh, Steve DeBerg and Steve Bono were like two quarterbacks that he like was attached to. So when I was growing up, I'd be in a household. My brother, who was watching Chiefs all the time, and I was around eight, seven or eight when I started watching you guys, and that was the rest was history, man. Watching, watching this guy return uh, at interceptions for touchdowns. Watching this guy uh, uh, block holes for a thousand yard rushes every year. I mean, come on, how can he not? You know? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all chose a good time, man, to become Chiefs fan, man. And and you know, I know during that time, man, it was a lot of exciting ball for sure. Uh, you know, that was played, man. So I'm, I'm glad at least that we was, you know, gave you some joy, you know, seeing us out there, you know, playing and stuff. So you know, we enjoyed it as much as as y'all enjoyed watching us. So, oh, yeah. I'm sure you guys had a blast. Oh, loved it. <laughs> now, James, uh, you got one more question for the guys before you uh, head out. Um. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything right now. Um, maybe if I can come back on another time, I can maybe uh, find another one or two I could ask you guys. But oh, yeah, we'll definitely have you on. just going to have you uh, swipe your credit card on this uh, card reader that we have. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, James, let me ask you this. Do you get any flack right now for being a Chiefs fan? Where are you at? I mean, close to State's college. I mean, you know. Um, I haven't really gotten any flack so far, okay. um, especially whenever I tell people, like, I've been a fan since I was about 10 or 11, mm -hmm. so they can't really give me any flack on that because, like, obviously had to go with the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, especially whenever it was the mid uh, – yeah. basically after you guys stopped playing and into the 2010s. Those were rough times. Right. So I would, I would honestly say the, the most – if you got anything – you probably get nowadays people say you're just a bandwagon just because of Mahomes right. and the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. yeah. Nowadays, yeah, especially with all uh, that. But thankfully not. Thankfully not. I usually always press this by saying I've been a fan since I was a kid. So. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Good deal, man. Well, yeah, come on anytime, man. We'd like to have you on. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm happy this was one of the few times I could actually be able to come on, and hopefully I can uh, talk to you guys more often. Well, I'll have some questions for you next time. All right. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. We'll be happy to answer them. All right. Appreciate you, James. Have Thanks, a good James. Day. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you again. See you, buddy. Yeah. See ya. Cool kid. Um, uh, it was one of those times uh, when, like I said, we were, I was watching a game, and this was the, the year we met. It was the first year of Mahomes uh, as, star, as a starter. So, like, it wasn't the point where you could become a bandwagon. It was like probably week four of that season. So, no. you weren't like – Mahomes wasn't the guy yet. 
And so he's like, you're a Chiefs fan? I'm like, yeah. And uh, then he said he was a Chiefs fan since the early 2000s. And I was like, okay. So well, first of all, you can't say cool kid because he's your age. You're just a kid too. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I feel like when I'm with you guys, I feel like I, I get I, I get up there with you guys. <laughs> you, you're the elder. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny, he's talking about cool. He's talking about cool kid. Like I heard him. I heard him. Yeah, elder statement. He's a cool kid. He's a good kid. Good kid. You know, works hard. Good kid. Works hard. <laughs> I love the kid's tenacity. He's a good kid. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, and uh, it was cool having him on. Uh, he didn't ask the second question, so I'm going to get one more question out before we end the show tonight. It was something that was kind of – it was also debated this week. Um, Shan Sharp actually had some good words to say about it. It's always funny seeing Shan Sharp defending the Chiefs so much now. You know, you know, it's a Bronco. The guy should be defending Is that the about Chiefs. our ranking? About the rankings, they're the really early uh, power rankings, which they have. ESPN has the Chiefs at number one and uh, Buccaneers at number two. What are your guys' quick thoughts on that? I mean, you got the two teams that represented the Super Bowl, so how could you not? You know, and you still got and, – and it's hard to, to – man, it's always hard to count Brady out, as he's proven. And, uh, and then they've gone back and they the, the, the Buccaneers have pretty much resigned everybody that they had last year. Um, and then to have a, a Kansas City Chiefs team built offensively the way that we're built uh, in hopes to uh, stacking up the defense – to, to kind of compliment it. So yeah, you have to go with those two teams. And I don't see right now another team that's close because nobody's really added any extra firepower to their teams that says, you know, we're a dominant team, that, that we're the team to beat, that, you know, we're better than those teams that represent the Super Bowl. So uh, right now, uh, yeah, I have to go with us in, in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, you know, I, I think – for one, you know, the only ones we lost, right, was was the tackles. And, and everybody's anticipating, you know, that we're going to get guys in to, re, to replace them. And also, too, I think everybody is also taking into account, you know, the circumstances that surrounded the game last year, right? I mean, COVID, the whole, you know, with, with the team, you know, having to travel with that, uh, you know, the tragedy that happened with, you know, with the coach and whatnot. So everybody understands, like, all these things had a factor into the game and what guys are thinking and whatnot. So, going into the game, you know, you was a favorite. So, you know, like, man, look, free agency's coming up. There's guys out here that, that you know, is going to be available. Beaching them is going to get guys in here, you know, and, and they're going to try to bolster what they've been doing. Yeah. But I think everybody understands, especially, like, you know, people that's making the rankings, like, look, you know what? They had all these things going on with themselves last year. Let's give them a fair shot, a fair chance where everything is on the same board with each other. We ain't playing in Tampa. That's another thing. You ain't playing in Tampa either. So, you know, shoot, why not? But Jason, what 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 have we seen so far? What's the what's the biggest move so far? Is that Stafford going to St. Louis? I think that's probably the biggest move the all season anybody's made so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a threat. I mean, I don't think St. Louis has been a threat to 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 knock off Tampa or uh-huh. to represent. So, uh, and there's no other bigger moves that have been in the off season that says, okay, these these teams are gonna jump in front of Tampa and KC. So uh, I just don't see anything right now that says if there's any other teams right now better than Tampa and KC. I, I agree with you on that. I, I do. I agree with you on that. Now, we, we see some teams that have, have definitely gotten better. I mean, the, you know, the what, what New England's been doing, <laughs> you, you start thinking maybe Belichick is like, okay, they, they say it wasn't me. I'm going to show it, it was me. Start getting some of these moves in here right now. 
You know what I mean? Just to compete. But yeah, <laughs> I would be more afraid of Miami right now because I think Miami's got 200 picks in the draft with yeah. <laughs> all the all the picks that they have. Right. Um, right. Obviously, I mean, you, you still that's a lot of young potential. But the way that their young potential has panned out, you know, those guys, those little young guys are playing good ball down there. Yeah. Um, I, I'd have more – I'd be more worried about Miami than I would uh, New England right now. Yeah. You get the right guys out there for, for what they have? Absolutely. No no doubt a threat. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, uh, you know, AFC, uh, I, I think it's still always going to be the ones that we're looking at, Browns, who's, who's up and coming. You know, uh, it's going to be – you know, Buffalo, no doubt. Ravens, sure. okay. Tennessee, it's going to be just that mix of guys, you know. So, do you guys think Indianapolis takes a leap this year over Tennessee? Because with, with Carson Wentz, or no, you're not buying Carson Wentz, no. Nope. No, he, he's, 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 yeah. Uh, no, because I saw, I saw a, a more confident Phillip Rivers going into a team that was already established. Right now, you got a Carson Wentz that's been beaten down over the last few years mentally and physically it's going to take some sort of i don't know jesus to come down to get him prepared for this upcoming season like that there, i don't think there's been one player in the last few years has taken the beating uh criticism uh that he has you know because he's, he's got the big paycheck you know he was supposed to be the guy for philly and he just hasn't lived up to it you know uh i can't think of the guy's name that came in and ended up winning a super bowl for him nick uh, Foles. yeah Foles. And so, and then to come back after that, and you know, everybody's saying that he's had such a great. I didn't think he had that good of a year after that, but everybody else thought he did. So they were riding high on what he's supposed to do, and he ends up leading the league in interceptions and like having a pretty decent team. And he's just, I don't know, I don't want to say he ran to the ground, but he just didn't perform up to their expectations. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, it's going to be tough for him, no doubt about that. No, no, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, Carson, man, he, he he's yeah, he's been through a lot. And shoot, he get beat up. We seen Cam like he was after he got beat up. How he did up there. We'll see how he's gonna do again this year. But yeah, like Carson out there in yeah, Indianapolis. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah. I know we had Coach Ramil on earlier on the season. Went right. I think it was the same week they benched Wentz uh, officially for Hertz. And Co- Coach Ramil seemed like he was pretty. He thinks uh, he thinks there's a second win in Carson Wentz. It seemed like that that week. He thinks Carson's going to come back and bounce back. So I mean, he's got he's got the talent there. It's just as as it mental after the injuries no that doubt. he suffered. I, I wouldn't argue that, but still, I would take a aging Philip Rivers over Carson Wentz. I I would give Philip Rivers another year over what Carson Wentz has shown me, potential wise or whatever he's got, he's done in the past. I don't know. New suit do a lot for a man, D. New suit. Uh-huh. I said new suit do a lot for a man. Shoot. New city. Hey. Sometimes it can bring the worst out of you. Hey, it could. It could. You said he needed Jesus, man. He, he's a man of faith like myself, so you can be praying for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to pray for him, too. I'm going to pray for him. <laughs> I wish you the best. I like Carson. He's a good guy, though. You know? So, sometimes. I, the best. I don't want anybody. I don't want no player to come out in this league. And to not play his best ball, I right. want everybody to get the max contract that they can get, have the longest career they can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but is that going to happen? No. Yeah. Well, we just know they, they're going to keep getting them firepower doo, 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 come through Kansas City. You know, <laughs> that's just a bad that's bad business. Yeah. 
Bring, come on, Carson. Come on out here too. Get your get your get a couple looks for yourself. Then you're back to Indy. No, no. All right, guys. Well, that do, that does it for us. Um, anyone out there in Chiefs Kingdom has any chief concerns for these guys? Please tweet at us at, at Concerns Chief, and please and please subscribe and follow us on Chief Concerns on YouTube, the Believe Podcast Network now, or any places a podcast can be found. Um, guys, another great show. Uh, first show on Believe Network. It was a it was a good show. Yeah, first I appreciate show. you guys, man. Y'all have a good one. I'm about to jump my butt in the shower and take a nap. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.